You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. Okay, so, Renee, you see these wires here, right? Uh-huh. Can I touch that one? Well, I mean, you can touch all of them. They're, Wee! they're, touch, yeah, touch, touch, they're touch, just touch. like, you know. Sensory input. Yeah, they're not bare wires or anything. <laughs> they're, just, they're just covered. But So this is how Dr. Odd controls our systems remotely. Oh. So I think if I cut this one. See, so, so if. Yep. Okay. Are we, we're still breathing, right? Are okay. we dead? I feel like this is like. Really high risk, low reward. Well, What's I mean, the reward? Is it, how about high risk, no reward? Is that what we're doing? Well, I'll show you what the reward is. I don't. <laughs> hey, Dr. Odd, are you there? Knock, knock. Nope. Knock, knock. Nope. Not here. No. Oh. Gone. He, Gone he got, fishing. You got one of those answering machines? It's like. Thank you for calling. Hey. Thank you for calling, Dr. Odd. As you can see, I am not here right now. I mean, I can't I'm, see you. Because I'm gone fishing. You, you are. With, uh, it's very important. There is a, there's no E at the end of gone. Okay. And there is an apostrophe at the end of fishing. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, see, fine. I, I'm here. Yes, Okay. It's me. I always thought that the E was on gone. Yeah, because it's like. Because it, it's gone, gone fishing. Gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. Is that right? In the, uh, in the town that I grew up in, there was a Taco John's. And uh, the Taco John's set on fire. And then so they put a sign out that says said uh, closed due to fire. But they spelled do as in I want to do this. So it was closed due to fire. And I feel like that's similar to your gone fishing thing. Yeah, I went to, you know, it's weird. I went to a Chinese restaurant once and mm-hmm. uh, it said gong fishing. Oh, that's Aww. fun. Was that the name of the restaurant? That would be a really good Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that was. it was a Chinese seafood place. It was called okay. Gong Fishing. I like that a lot. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, restaurants, um, we've got some uh, – we've been experimenting with some uh, stuff up here. Dr. Odd, we're, we're kind of opening up our own sort of little small plates sort of thing. We've got uh. some of your – your dried food tapas. that you sent you, us. Yeah, about? tapas, yeah. Tapas? Oh, yeah, tapas. Yeah, sorry, I, I mispronounced yeah, it. I can right. never, yeah, I can never right. get those. You guys those. are saying pasta wrong. You switched the syllables around. Oh, it's wow, pasta? Wow, so yeah. uncultured. Uh, I guess you don't know bad. about tapas. Tapasta. <laughs> tapasta. Uh, That's that other restaurant. Yeah, that, that's my small plates pasta restaurant that I'm starting right. actually up here in space. Yeah, to pasta. Hey, Doctor so, Odd, can you tell me how I'm supposed to be cultured when I'm alone at, up in space? Alone? For, Excuse except me. For a okay. gentleman who is risking cutting our air supply. Right. You, no you have a great resource of a portion of the internet that you can look at. Mm-hmm. Very curated internet. What's yes. to complain about? It's Dr. Odds IMDb. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I don't think it's actually the real IMDb. The Alternet is a magical and vast place of highly controlled information that I allow you to look at. I was really sad when Dr. Odd removed all of those pictures where I'd photoshopped him as Winnie the Pooh. That was uh, wait, just like you really took his <laughs> pants off. <laughs> well, the weird thing no, is, is when you photoshopped him, you yeah. just all you had to do was Photoshop the shirt onto me. Yeah, I know. And that's, yeah. It was basically uh-huh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he was already not wearing pants. Yeah, it was yeah. completely uh-huh. nude in the yes. original photos. Uh-huh. And then you just Photoshopped the shirt on him and ruined it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's going on? I, well, I've got my tapasta restaurant. And uh, so, Dr. R, do you want some tapasta? Yeah, I mean, All why right. not? That'll be $5. Okay, uh... 
Here's your money, I guess. Send it out. Hey, yep. all right, yeah, cool, all right. Up to you. There you yep. go. Okay. Hey. Oh, now this is this is odd bucks. I won't. Yes, real it money. is. Yeah, the I won't leave money out. I'll take the odd bucks. That's okay. okay legal, that is bucks. legal currency. I don't. I don't and know if it is. I mean, between us, it is legal oh, okay. currency. Okay. As long as it's just between us. Can I use this to buy Jeff's share of oxygen? I mean, yeah, if you want. All right. I don't care. Sweet, I'm sending yep. it back down. Oh yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and try and uh, cut off my sh- supply of oxygen. Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, I'll do it. I'll do anything okay. for them odd bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you doing it? So you doing it? It's not working. Yeah, yeah, because I cut I cut your little uh, your little remote control wire there, buddy. Ooh. So look who's got the upper hand Jeff, here. Jeff, you owe me a five little, odd a bucks. A little direct action mm-hmm. from Jeff. Yep. I've been searching for that wire for about 10 years, and I finally found it. Jeff, you totally ripped me off. What? Yeah, I That's know. That's weird, because, you know, it's just a big blue wire. This is yeah. oxygen on it. Yeah, well, no, no. It's, and I didn't cut the oxygen wire. I'm not stupid. Well, mm. I'm not that stupid. Mm. I, cut, I cut the wire that lets you see. Watch this. Hey, Dr. Odd, you're a big stinky butt. Now try and shock me with my shock collar. Okay, here we go. That's right. You Does that can. Mean we can do whatever we want now. Okay. Yeah, let me try. Yeah. That's uh-huh. cool. Let me just bring in the robot again. <laughs> yeah. We'll Uh-oh. see how he's working. We're so, oh yeah. Look, the robot's not working either. Okay, huh? I'm gonna say something that that I really want to say. Yes. Jeff's a big stupid. Um. Well, I guess you're not gonna get any of my tapasta then. Uh, what? Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. I paid big odd bucks. Where is my tapasta? Yeah. Well, no, you you did not pay me Jeff bucks, which are actually just re- regular Jeff human bucks, earth money. Jeff bucks mean nothing. Yeah, I know because Jeff it's regular bucks human are worthless. Where oh. you are, you realize this, right? We have our own economy here. This is a company if store. I, do you understand? If I get if I get some more odd bucks, I'll I'll do. If you tell me to shock Jeff, I'll shock him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I like this. This is a great. This is a good. It's a good system. Mm, see, I didn't, see, we're I getting didn't the economy. We're, <laughs> see, we're energizing the economy right now. This is the free market. I, uh, so right, I've, I've been learning the shocking device, and uh, I'm you know, Jeff they say people here. don't want to work. They say people don't want to work anymore. Renee, you prove them all wrong. Here I go. Poke. Ah, ah. All right, give yes. me some odd bucks. Money well spent. I, I did yeah. not foresee this, but as as my mm, very short lived mentor uh did teach me this is the free market and you have you're a job creator now renee wow i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna what is it called um shock me i don't well yeah that too okay whatever keeps you nerds fighting each other and doing whatever i tell you just keep in mind it's my currency so at the end of the day it's really it's really my economy but but go ahead Whatever, See, that's, you know. That's why I, I'm trying to diversify my portfolio with some Jeff Bucks. That's, yes. that's another thing Keep that my short Keep things like that. Use big words. That, yeah. will make it, that will make it better. I, I want to see if I can outsource to Treebeard. Okay. I mean, Treebus? Treebus? Yeah, oh, or, or Treebeard from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Well, it's been a while. He has grown a beard. It's been a while. Treebeard is here, too, though, like the Lord of the Rings. Okay. I think that you just... Uh, just don't ever talk about that. So, uh, okay, uh, Trebus? Yes, I'm here. Uh, Trebus, I'll give you five odd bucks if you keep shocking Jeff for me. What the hell are odd bucks? Yeah. Uh, they're money. That's all you need to know. Listen, listen. I have an addiction to support here, and I I need real money. Oh, okay. okay. What do you, do you yeah, think, like uh, human earth money, Do you think that money, the right? Martians that come here and bring me my, my sweet, sweet leaf goo... Are gonna accept these dumb play money? Aw, these are yeah, real see? people. These are these are serious people I'm dealing with. I mean, they are just from the Monopoly box, but yeah, Trebus, do you think that uh, your alien friends would be interested in some tapasta? Yeah. I mean, maybe. <gasps> can, can we have what is? Wait, wait, let me back up. What is? What is tapasta? Well, it's some pasta that I put on a small plate. Okay. So basically, so it's like tapas, this is a very small pasta. portion of pasta. 
is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. French. That's what style. it sounds. Like. That's what it sounds like to me as well. Yeah. I would. Mm-hmm. I want to have a Martian to pasta party. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fun. Uh, I mean, it's going to cost. Uh, I would like to point out that I have still not got my pasta. Uh, right, because you didn't pay me in the currency that I... Again, I'm trying to diversify my portfolio. It is the currency. It is the currency of the reality that you live in now. What's the conversion that rate? That I have created. <laughs> between odd bucks and Leaf earth you. money. Oh. USD. As far as you're concerned, it's one to one. Interesting, interesting. And it uh, really is, if you think about it, because as I've told you guys many times, what I did is I took all of your actual assets and money on right, Earth. Right, you know, right, right. And I took them, mm-hmm. and now I hold on to them for you, right? See? And you, you perform tasks and work for me, and I give them back to you uh. in more convenient odd bucks mm. that you can then spend on things back to me. I mean, my, my, again, my very short lived mentor, uh, you know, he did not mention anything. Are you about, talking about me? No. Who is, um, this men- who is this mentor? Well, okay. So, uh, earlier this week, um, we're, you know, we're just shooting around up here in your little, your little spacecraft and, uh, uh, just crashed into something. Um, some old guy. Uh, I, I felt bad for him because he clearly, at first I thought he just didn't really, a lot of people I think are obsessed with labels these days, you know, like Renee, you're always wearing the shirt that says like, uh, cool dude on it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. this guy had a, that is a great shirt. It is a great shirt shirt that says, can you dig it? And I've got that shirt. This is more. And I sold that to her for only 500 odd bucks. I, yeah, no, that's, I guess. That's a great a, I mean, come on, tell me this deal? is not a great economy. Tell I would have paid yeah. at, least, at least three times as much odd bucks for that shirt. That, yep. I mean, that's fair. It but usually, deal. you know, like Renee's cool dude shirt and my moist shirt and your, uh, you know, science guy shirt. It's a usually positive thing. This guy uh, was wearing a spacesuit that just said virgin on it. Um, and uh, so yeah, I didn't of- think that was... You know, self-deprecating. Yeah, it see it seems like a weird thing to advertise, especially for an old guy like this. Anyway, uh, he was pretty banged up. Uh, we brought him onto the ship. Uh, he, God, he said his name was mm, Manson. I want to say Manson. Manson, Richard Manson. I I asked him if he was related to the guy. He oh, kept saying, no. "Please oh, call, no. please call my." My, You're not talking about Branson, are you? That's it. It was yeah, because oh, I kept God. thinking like the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. That um. Anyway, guy. man, mm. man, nah, what a hack! You know, yeah? these guys, these guys down here with all their money now, they try to act like, oh, look at me, I go to space. I've been here. I've been here, son. Yeah? yeah. Well, no, you haven't. I mean, we have. Yeah, we have. Well, I. Um, well, I. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. We're kind of we're extensions of Doctor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, before he died, um, I think I have the Stockholm. Oh, he's oh, he's, yeah. oh, he's dead. Yeah, no, yeah, that's oh. why he was my short-lived man. Well, we did hit. We we our craft smashed into his little spaceship. Um, his uh, his little Virgin spaceship. Uh, oh man, this is giving just, me an idea. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't. Is it for your dating profile? Yeah. <laughs> what if I could send an android Richard Branson back to Earth and oh, no one would ooh. know? They think he's just so come you back. you control over his estate. Yes. yes. Just like... Yes. Oh, I, think of all the odd bucks that I could get. Yeah. Uh, something I'm a little confused about is that if you took over my massive empire spiky, like Nike running shoes but with he- high heels, then why are you still living in a basement? That's a really good question. Look, I am also diversifying my portfolio. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, that makes I mean, sense. It's a, it's a, it's a transition, uh, you know, because the, the, the bulls... That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? With the, the stock synergy. market, the Chicago, bulls, yeah, Jordan, the, the bulls right. synergy, and also the Bears, mm-hmm. also Chicago. So, uh-huh. yep. 
something about Chicago sports teams. We have to yep. wait for them to win, and then oh. I get all the money. Uh. Now the Cubs did win a while back. Did that not? They don't count. Okay, all right. There's no Cub market, just the bull market and the nah, bull market. Nah, the okay. Cubs suck. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I have no opinion either way, so I'll take your word on it. Uh, now, I be- still don't understand, but I feel better about not understanding because you guys use words. Hmm. I yeah. just wanted to say that the Cubs suck, but anyway, <laughs> that's fair. Um, before I accidentally, uh, um, I want to say pushed. We were just sort of like you know, not wrestling, but kind what you know you know let i think one of my high school gym teachers would call it slap and tickle um but before uh mr branson was uh was that before or after he got fired and went to prison uh, (laughs) no that was before actually um i had never heard uh a felony charge of slap and tickle before uh but here we are. Um, Here we are. But, but uh, Mr. Branson did fall out of one of the holes that we had covered up with the tarp into deep space. Where's the we body? We were talking. What? Where's the body? Uh, I, don't know. I did actually file a complaint to uh, Dr. Odd's uh, safety services. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard back. Is yet. that when Dr. Odd's? Oh, that's weird. Like, I can't believe they haven't got back to you. Yeah. Is is Dr. Art's safety service when he's wearing that uh, Bob the Builder uh, helmet? That's that what reflective his last mist. Birthday? Don't do it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't knock it. That's that's just Dr. Odd in a mm-hmm. different pair of clothing? Yeah, I thought you knew that. Oh. Yeah. She doesn't know. What she doesn't know okay. doesn't hurt her. That's fair. Leave it. Listen, by any chance they leave any hair? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like there might be some. I just need a tuft. I mean, well, he did leave a lot of blood. He did leave a lot of blood. Would blood work? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Okay. Anyway, I got some work to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you need me to send you the blood, right? Yes. Uh, Send me the blood down. And Mm -hmm. I, now Jeff, Mm -hmm. I know you've knocked it, but I am willing to give you as many as 10 odd (gasps) bucks. Oh, Jeff, you can't pass mm. this up? Well, the blood, think mm. of all the cool shirts you can buy. That's like I a know you've of... had your eye on that one. It's just like a picture of Macho Man Randy Savage riding mm-hmm. a polar bear. It uh, could yeah. be yours. Mm-hmm. There it says polar, yeah. Uh, that one's pretty good. Um, I do think now that you have... Uh, oh, what is this? Blood on the floor, blood in the water. Oh, you're in the shark tank, Dr. Odd. I think we're yes. going to step away and do an audio log, and then we'll come back and uh, maybe negotiate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. sure, whatever. Just give me that Branson blood. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can I can do that. screw this up. I can do that. I just think, you know. I want that polar bear shirt. Well, it's it. this is my deal. <laughs> so let's do our audio log, and then, then we'll figure this out. This is the audio log for MSD3K Season 11, Episode 13, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. Or is it? Or was or, it? Well, it, it's Christmas That Almost Wasn't. And then was? It was. It was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It seemed like it wasn't going to be at some point. Mm-hmm. Or it but was. Then it, but then it done was It was going to be, but then Santa was going to be homeless afterward, or I don't. Yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot in this movie um, that we could talk about, um, but we should talk about the MST3K part of it first. I concur. So the opening segment: um, Joan and the Bot sing Christmas carols. Uh, they're singing "Good King Wenceslas." Wait, wait, say that again. "Good King Wenceslas." Are you doing? Are you being funny? Are no. you being a funny man? No. It's a soft C. It's not Wenceslas. It's what is it? Wenceslas. Wenceslas. Oh my God! Wait. Which way is it really? Now I gotta look. At yeah, that. I think it's what I think it's Good King Wenceslas. I, I, you know, that's I, that's I think it. You know, I I'm fine with being wrong, but this would be revelatory to me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it Wenches Wenceslas. Okay, well now you have. Now you have. Good King Wenceslas looked out or the feast of Steve. See now, do you know the second verse to it? Because they did All around the snow was out, nice and crisp and I even. I don't think that. 
I think you're probably falling close. down and falling up. Nope. Okay. Out yeah. Now, little snow see, now we're bits. now we're off. I don't know anyone who actually does know all of the words to the even the first verse of this song. So that, that was, was a good bit. That was the joke, and it, it was, was a good bit. relatable content. Mm-hmm. It was a relatable bit. Laugh uh, with the knowledge that I am seen and known. Mm, yeah, they see me. They 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 know me. <laughs> Um, Jonah gets sucked up into the tube. Then we do the invention exchange. Um, Jonah and the bots, they invent the re-gifter. Oh, I liked that. That was yeah. funny. There's like, a box inside another box. Right. And mm-hmm. then you can you can give someone the box, and then they open it, and they get the box, and uh-huh. then they can use that box to re-gift the box. Yeah, the gift that they're giving is the gift of being able to re-gift to someone else later in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It was fun. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice thing. Um, the Mads Invention Exchange um, was uh, Humbug FM. Which was just a radio station that instead of playing Christmas carols, played like static. Mm. Which is interesting because by the time it gets to December 24th on Earth, I feel like all Christmas radio stations are just that. Uh, In terms of... They they may as well just be static. Oh, like you just tuned it out. Sort yeah, or of or just it's you know like it just Christmas music burrowing into. I really like Christmas music on December first. Mm. On December twenty fourth, I'm over it. Yeah, and I'm not even a retail worker. See, my thing is is that the alternative mm-hmm. to their invention is just turning the radio off, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of the the joke that mm. is part of the hilarity. Yeah. Is that it would be simpler just to turn it off. But. Just like that Real Big Fish album told us, turn the radio mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I like I can't even imagine being a retail worker during the holidays. Oh, it yeah. sounds like that would be the worst thing ever to no just, fun. You're, you're hearing Mariah Carey saying that she doesn't want I a lot for Christmas. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There is just one thing I need. I am going to stop Can you right now before we get we, before we get sued to. by Mariah Carey. I almost said Mariah Carey's estate, but I know she's still alive, so just be sued by Mariah Carey. I want Mariah Carey to sing about King Wenceslas. Yep, good. King Wenceslas went out upon the <laughs> feast of Stephen. It, you know, she could do it. She's nice talented. She could sing that one note that shatters a glass. Mm-hmm. She did that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. She's, she's a queen. Um, the second segment of this episode. Um, Joan and the bots are dressed as what I think are supposed to be elves. I'm not quite sure. It's fun. You know, I <laughs> I think I do like the robots with hair. I go yeah, back with, and forth with the on beards? this. Yeah. Well, were, they they, were they wearing wigs too? Yeah. Okay. okay. They had luscious wigs. I was distracted by Crow's long stringy beard. And I <laughs> like that was all that I can remember. I feel like robots with hair is like a, a part of the robotics industry that hasn't been explored enough. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, technically, the Terminator has hair. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably... Okay. Data so has hair. Data has hair. But these are Terminator all f- has hair. C-3PO does not have hair. These are all fictional impri- enterprises. I mean, I'm oh, talking like about real like robots? The, the Sonys of the world. Oh, like, like that. Uh, what is that? Like, like that robot that walks halfway up a flight of stairs and falls over. Ooh, that like, makes me shudder, yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. be better if it had hair. It would be much better if it or had like hair. Or like if they just stuck a wig on one of those like dog robots that people are always kicking around. I see now that you indeed are picking up <laughs> yeah. what I am putting down. Yeah, just the, the Boston Dynamics like triple legged like horror bot just like throw a, throw like a nice wig on it. Yeah. yeah maybe Dr. Odd could collaborate with them. Because he's got supply. He does. And there's clearly a demand. Um, but uh, so they're dressed as what I think are elves or some sort of um, in some sort of holiday costume. I don't know. But they're talking about the uh, all the, the toys that Santa makes uh-huh. and how they all stink. Like uh, like the stereotypical toy soldiers. Yeah, soldier. the toy soldiers. No, no articulating movement parts. Now, they um, say that. But here, here's the thing is okay. that... I have been continually floored by, like, you know, you think, like, 
you see like a ball as an example of a stereotypical present. And you're like, oh, that's lame. No kid would mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Then you give a toddler a ball and it blows their freaking mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so, like that's uh, I, a ball is a great present. Like I well okay great let's let's roll it back a little bit a roll ball. it uh, back no but seriously like like you think that it's a dumb present mm-hmm. until you give it to a toddler and it's like they haven't they haven't seen ball before mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with that they're like what is this I mean as a as an adult like you know if you if you just are like sitting around bored and someone has a ball like. You end up just kind of like tossing it around or something. Mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. it's not, you know. I think that the simplicity of the ball does make for a great gift, right? So so ball is fun, more mm-hmm. fun than you might think. Right, rocking horse, great for mm-hmm. crunching toes. Because I was gonna say, I don't think they dunked on ball at all in this skit because it was just. Uh, um, uh, toy soldiers, rocking horses, and Jack in the well, box. No, I'm just trying to get at the idea that like that sometimes the simpler gifts work just fine. Mm, that's, um, that's fair. Yeah. Rocking horses, very good for crushing toes. The nutcrackers of toes. Yeah, I mean that. Is what the that is true. Um, <laughs> I think you're you're reinforcing the fact that that's a bad gift. That it's a bad gift. Yeah. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. unless you got a little, you know, some kids they call them ankle biters for a reason, right? I yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, those kids that are just always are, latching onto someone's ankles. Yeah. And uh, for that them, kid, a rocking horse could be the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. I you know the the concept of I feel like there are like more interesting and safe versions of rocking horses now yeah like what isn't there like a thing that's like uh it's essentially for babies but it's like it's like that thing you have to pay extra for at a bad amusement park that like it's like you strap into like a seat with rubber bands on it shoots you up in the air but the baby just gets like to kind of stand in it and like like bounce around i don't know what you're talking about but i want to do it it's it's like get one for me up here it's like a little baby seat and there's like there's like some sort of bungee cords yeah and they're like they just get like woo like bounce around and i maybe maybe i'm making that up get some for up here i mean you'll have to either talk to dr art or build it yourself and if you build it yourself i i will probably not use it but because uh, that seems dangerous because I don't <laughs> trust you. Um, but uh, I, anecdotally, I hated Jack in the Boxes. Oh, when I, I hate was Jack growing in the Boxes, up. yeah. Any toy that is just designed to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand what it. What there are clear, there clearly must be like a demand for that because there are lots of kids' toys and products that are, that the whole, they revolve around the thrill of unsettling the child. Um, I I am fine with being unsettled. Like being unsettled as a child was was a okay with me. Like I love the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Yeah, and, I guess. I, yeah. But I don't like. I've never liked jump scares. No. Like jump scares are uh, jump that scares is scares in a box. It's cheap. It's it's a cheap form of unsettling. And mm-hmm. that's and what I, you always said when you're a little kid and the. The Jack in the Box sprang out. You wet your pants, and you said, mm-hmm. "That's cheap." That's cheap. Is it? You know what? Try harder <laughs> next time. <laughs> I'm gonna go change my pants. Yeah, maybe, maybe you think about what you did. You slowly came out of the box, but you had like you know a, a metaphor a worm, for depression. A worm calling out of crawling out of your eye socket or something. Yeah, if you made me think about the mortal coil, that'd be something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but no, it's just a jump scare. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> Six-year-old Jeff. Yeah. I was very critical of Jack. I just really did not like them. I had a friend who had Jack in the Box, and uh, we were not friends for very long because he, he kept trying to like Jack in the Box me. Um, <laughs> hated it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a true story? Yes, it is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would be hanging out, and then I'd hear, dun, 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 and I'd be like, nope. And I'd <laughs> I'd nope out, and uh, you know it. It and the Jack in the Box uh, doesn't start over. Once you start cranking it, you can you can in and 
he had one that wasn't like it wasn't just like random it all it just popped out at the end of the song so he would like crank it to the end of the song and be like oh i guess it's not gonna pop out this time you should turn the crank i'd be like okay and i trusted him once and then it popped out so um anyway enough about my childhood is your memories. friend your age or was he your uncle no it was it was a kid my age <laughs> for sure um but Again, we were not friends for very long. All right. Um, Noted. So uh, the uh, third segment, um, they go through and they take screenshots of all of the super creepy toys uh, from the the department store in the movie. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like old-timey toys, I thought, like, because, you know, you see them at antique stores and stuff like that. And you're like, this is scary. But then you're like, it's scary because it's old, right? Right. patches of hair have fallen out of this teddy bear or this you know the mm-hmm. stuffed animals lost its eye but no this was you know these are stuffed animals being filmed so that's how they looked mm-hmm. at the time and they are deeply upsetting yes i can't remember what it was called but burned alive giraffe or something like yeah that. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the giraffe that was actually probably my to jump ahead a little bit i think that was my favorite riff uh, yeah i, yeah, I nice. just died laughing um the uh yeah they were they gave me like five nights at freddy's vibes which i've never played a five nights at freddy's game but oh. i understand the concept I behind played them once for like five minutes and i was like this is definitely you didn't play all five nights you just did five minutes at freddy's five minutes at freddy's yeah. and that was plenty it's <laughs> also very similar to the jack-in-the-box vibes <laughs> okay five nights at freddy's is the natural evolution of the jack of the, the jack-in-the-box the uh-huh. digital jack-in-the-box uh-huh. um yeah, no, they were very, they were very unsettling. Um, I don't know why this department store was selling those or who was buying them, um, but the, you know, I I think that this this probably does tell us something about uh, previous generations. I don't know what, but if this is the toys they were playing with, then <laughs> there's some sort of explanation there. <laughs> also, it's it's like it reminded me of. Uh, have you ever seen like medieval drawings of different animals right, that are like, like drawn by people who've never seen the animal, exactly. but just drawing it with like the? It's like oh, this is a this is a, a lion, it's, and it looks like an alligator with like a like a tuft of hair on its exactly. back. Exactly, it's yeah. like a stuffed animal built by one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, That's stuffed amazing. animal built by a game of telephone describing what the animal looks like. I like this idea a lot. I feel like we should do this, and then. We should okay. I'm gonna make a stuffed animal okay. uh, based on descriptions from people. <laughs> well, yeah, listen to the like podcast. describe me a capybara, and then and then you're gonna build the stuffed animal. Yeah, and then uh, we'll do a little roulette, and somebody can win it. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I don't like the idea of our spaceship being filled with these animals, these horror animals, like the department. No, store, we but wouldn't yeah. keep them. Okay, yeah, if we're giving them away, sure, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth segment, uh, Joel shows up. Yay! It was fun to see him as Santa it Claus. It was nice. Um, Elliot Kalin, uh, the head writer of the show, uh, shows up playing Baby Whipple. I think they both were um, uh, they they were both in a skit together on one of the Time Travelers. I think. Mm. Yes, yeah, it was the Time Travelers, uh, the third episode of this season. They played like some of the. Uh, like the weird creepy people um, from the future zone that they went through when they went through their like magic TV mm. um, but yeah they show up um, Ellie Kalen's baby Whipple um, it turns out they learn that Santa is Jewish um, which is fun mm-hmm. that's a fun twist that makes sense I guess I mean I like know. traditionally he's non-denominational right I mean I know he's associated with Christmas mm-hmm. and Santa Saint I guess yeah but but uh, you know, like he, he, his real religion is well. Like I feel like they could have gone with the route of Santa's not Christian or Jewish or anything. He's just capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. I I agree with that. Also, you did just bring up a really good point. You know, Santa is a saint. Right. I think one of the requirements to be a saint is that you have to die, and that brings up some challenging. Oh yeah, like because zombie. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of zombie Christmas movies. So. That's true. There are a a large number of zombie Christmas. There are a lot large number of Christmas horror movies. So, mm-hmm. they, that, but that is a challenging thought of like we you know we call him Saint Nick, but it's like okay, well I guess 
he performed his miracles and then also died. Undead, uh, miraculous man. This this undead man slides down your chimney and then determines whether or not you've been good or bad. What do you then, think about the sound of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then, then undead, gifts slidey. You, and then gifts you a uh, something based on the outcome of your your behavior, because this undead lich, this lich king mm-hmm. from the from the frozen north, has been watching you all year. There you go. Just terrifying. Um, the final segment. Uh, they did a bunch of stop motion, not not stop motion, just like oh, uh, yeah. freeze frame photos, yes. uh, like they did in the movie um, of uh, Joan and the bots. Um, they're Open celebrating. Presents. They're putting on sweaters. They have, uh, I, I think, um, GPC probably knitted the sweaters just like she did with the one that said uh, Joik, uh, the the Joel slash Mike sweater from earlier season. Mm-hmm. Um, she has she has it is established that she does knit sweaters so all the bots are wearing sweaters uh, Joan is wearing a sweater Max gives Kinga a painting of herself like a portrait that is it is it is magical but also <laughs> horrifying <laughs> she immediately throws it away to his uh, disdain um, and then uh, they end the episode yeah it was so, cute yeah it was cute so, um, are you ready for some not known nuggets? Not known nuggets. The Christmas that almost wasn't. Come on, everyone, say it with me. Not uh, known no nuggets. nuggets. Nugget me. Nuggets. There. So the Christmas that almost wasn't has an Italian title um, because it was made. Uh, I was getting. I thought it was going to be Spanish. Natale che quasi non fu. Okay, so it was mm. filmed in Italy. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, I, that is the only time I will attempt to say that because I do not speak Italian and, uh, I probably butchered the pronunciation of it, but, um, I did want to mention that. So the, uh, Christmas that wasn't the, the Christmas that wasn't <laughs> full stop. No, the Christmas <laughs> that almost wasn't, um, was written by a man named Paul Tripp. Paul Tripp. Oh, a little little sneak preview into how this was made, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Both the writer and the making of was yeah. a trip. Um, well, the uh, um, it was written by Paul Tripp and starring Paul Tripp. Sam Whipple oh, was, was the man Tripp. who wrote it. I did look up Paul Tripp. Paul Tripp was essentially like the... Uh, he was like the... 40s and 50s version of Mr. Rogers, kind of. Okay. He he hosted a bunch of children's shows. Um, uh, 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 one one is described as a, as a TV news magazine for teens, mm. um, which is uh, he he hosted these with his wife uh, named Ruth, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there, he did a lot of like kids stuff like he was an author um, that makes sense this is a children's film yeah but it's kind of fun that like uh, um, he's just like he's like this this children's television slash book it'd be like if uh, I'm trying to think of someone today like I don't know like I guess if Blippi was in a Christmas movie or something, I don't know I don't know any kid stuff like are the Wiggles still a thing no what's one the what's the one that uh, Coco Melon is that <laughs> I don't know I don't know I, don't, I, I got nothing yeah I got nothing I don't I don't know anything but uh, yeah it, it'd be like if in you know 20 years ago if like Mr. Rogers just starred in a uh, in a Christmas movie where he had to help Santa. You sound like that's crazy. Mortgage. That happens all the time. There's Christmas crossover movies. No, I like was saying I think series. yeah, I think it's cool. Oh, okay. Like I, yeah, yeah. It, but it adds just a different dimension to this. No, as, it does. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it is a not no nugget. I'll uh-huh. I'll sample yeah. it and uh. And I don't think it's crazy. No, the flavor's all right. I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but there's a yeah. There's uh, pretty much everyone else in this movie was Italian. Um, uh, this was based on a book. Uh, by Paul Tripp, so he wrote the book, and then he wrote the film, then he starred in the film. Oh, was the animation at the beginning and the end was that from the book? Um, it probably was. They they did make a riff about how it won the Caldecott Medal because it did look like that sort of like any any time that uh, there's like a book that's like 
just award-winning book. All the illustrations are unique, but also kind of busted. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely had that sort of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I had not considered that, but that is probably true. The Mm -hmm. animations from the opening And the song wasn't terrible. We've definitely heard worse songs. No, I think... Even within this movie, we've heard worse songs. Yes, yeah. Out of all of the Christmas movies... That uh, so that's that's pretty much it for the not known nuggets. I'm going to transition into talking about the the film itself now. Um, out of all of the Christmas movies we've seen on MSC3K, I think this one is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is actually like not a t- completely terrible movie. Yes, because the other ones are Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which is fine, but it's also like a lot of them kind of. Trend towards unintentionally creepy. And while this occasionally Mm -hmm. had some of those vibes, for the most part, it was just cute. Yes. Um, And then just the Santa Claus, the one where Santa Claus has to fight the devil, uh, that one is, there's a lot of, the the creep factor is up to 11 on that one. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, he's got the weird, like, spyglass that comes Mm -hmm. out of, like, a mouth or something, Mm -hmm. or or it's, like, literally an eyeball. I don't even. Like I've blocked big parts of the that film out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, this was this was a decent film in and of itself. Um, you did mention your favorite riff earlier was the uh, the it's about the giraffe. It was about the giraffe. Yeah, I, I did find the the head elf. I guess the very tall fellow mm, who yes. occasionally quote unquote Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> yeah. who occasionally quote unquote sang, which is uh-huh. tone deaf shouting, yeah, uh, was baffling and delightful. I wanted those scenes to go on forever and to have never started. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone on forever. Is is Jonathan? Is the idea of Jonathan the tall elf? Um, the is this a like a prequel or a sequel to the movie Elf with Will Ferrell? Oh man, yeah, that's interesting. That's Could, a great question. It's like this is what he's become, or is this like the inspiration for it? I think maybe the inspiration for it. Yeah, it could be. I, there's not enough tone deaf shouting in Will Ferrell's. <laughs> that's elf. true. That's yeah. No, they d- it's the only argument counter argument I have to that idea. That's fair. Well, maybe he didn't learn how to do tone deaf shouting until he's old. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> something. It's something he picked up. I also noticed that there is a lot of of crotches in this movie. Whether it's okay. Phineas T. Prune like sitting with his crotch dead center mm-hmm. into the camera and leaning back, a lot of man wiggling a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, Jonathan, the tall elf, spreading his legs, mm-hmm. and then the the shorter elves running underneath. His that crotch. was a weird scene where he's like, "Get back in the shop," but you have to go through me. Or like even like Santa's like chair breaking scenes. Like, I didn't understand that. Why was Santa sitting in all of those chairs and breaking them? Crotches figured more heavily in this movie mm-hmm. than I was anticipating, which was to say that I wasn't really anticipating no, them at all. Not not from a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. I would I would uh, unfortunately he's no longer with us. I would really like to. Uh, talk to Mr. Paul Tripp and and really try and understand why the Santa breaking the chairs was an important part of the the film. <laughs> the vision. Because it's like... I like the idea that he's like sitting there. He's like, Santa's really fat, right? So, yeah. every time, so every time he tries to sit in a chair, it probably breaks, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like... All these chairs won't stop breaking. Yeah, I'm Santa and I'm so fat. Oh, yeah, I'm so... I've got oh. a bowl full of jelly from my belly and I'm going to break a chair. <laughs> like... <laughs> Paul Tripp. Or maybe... maybe imagining this gleefully. <laughs> Or maybe it's like this this backdoor thing where he just like hates Italian furniture, oh. and so he's like, "All right, well, this is uh, people are clearly going to know these are Italian made chairs." So whenever Santa tries to kind of get his little grudge out somehow, yeah, and like one of the original like scenes when he's like, "Oh, Santa, sit in my chair," like the the cut the cut line was, "Oh, Santa, sit in my American made chair." Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, that, it really. The mind reels at all of the possibilities for uh, for why Santa <laughs> shattered every chair that he's at and immediately, other than the 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 main office chair. I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie some plus points because uh, again, of the many many mystery science theater featured movies, this is significantly better, and uh, it has a plot mm-hmm. that proceeds to uh, un 
fold in stages yep. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can actually understand what's going on and what the character motivations are. Yes. And I don't want to just break my uh, media playing device the entire time I'm watching. Right, right, yeah. There are some character motivations. There are also some details about this movie that are, I find very confusing. Well, some of them are just, like, silly and dumb, but then, like, they're, like, kids' movie silly and dumb, right? That's true, yeah. It's sort of mm-hmm. like... like like as an adult, I don't necessarily find the premise of Santa can't pay rent to be believable or compelling or interesting. Right. But as a child, like you don't know what rent is. It's like all the kids' movies where they're always like, "We can't afford the mortgage." Mm-hmm. Like you know, the yep. little kids they they don't actually know what a mortgage is, but they know that it has something to do with a big bad mean man who wants money. Right. The bank. Which, the bank. Yeah. Which um, is, I mean, which is accurate, but I I do well. First of all, my since we did your favorite riff, okay. uh, mine was it was a recurring riff every time that uh, the uh, the lawyer um, Sam Whipple uh, did like oh. a little smiley face, and uh, they would riff that he was he's a little baby and Santa's Santa's his daddy. There was a certain degree of like baby mm-hmm. that was going on. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it raised a lot of questions for me. Okay. That I don't think I'm going to go into on that's, this podcast. That's fair. I think that the uh, knowing that he was a like a children's performer actor made a lot more sense why that's like his go-to like facial expression right, because like, it's very non-threatening to yeah. children. Um, it is kind of childlike, yes. which I think is is you know probably what leads to the non-threateningness. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that was my favorite recurring. If they even touched on that in the Sam Whipple Santa skit, yes, um, they wait. were funny. Yes, it was it was very good. It was a very good uh, recurring one that never got old for me. Um, I I feel like um, that Mr. Phineas T. Prune. Um, was a uh, genuinely well-written and despisable bad guy. Yeah. Like, because he was... He did weird stuff, but he was also, like, just, like, very evil <laughs> like <laughs> but in like a kid's way evil right but like He's, yeah he like he had he had an origin story you uh-huh. know he had yeah. he had the part where he turned evil which is mm-hmm. because he didn't get his christmas gift yeah he did a bunch of evil stuff until they realized why he he was doing it mm-hmm. then they they sort of like gave him his gift that he wanted as a child his sailboat yeah like he had character development yes that's something that we haven't seen in a whole lot of movies mm-hmm. yes yep yep he did look like paul f Tompkins a lot he which did. uh which is cool mm-hmm. um i do want to talk about the character of blossom who's that blossom was the old butler <gasps> man that was that was a weird dynamic, wasn't it? I felt like... He, so like the undead butler? I felt like he was pulling the strings because, like, he was the one who provided Mr. Prune with the weird, like, rubber bulb filled with powder that he sprinkled on Santa uh-huh. um, of, of undeterminate origin or contents. Um, he was also the one who... Uh, kept medicating Mr. Prude. Yeah, that was a weird scene, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Like, we're, like, he's basically just plying him with alcohol? Is that what we're I getting don't know. I don't know what the is medicine was. Is yeah. it absinthe? What is it? Yeah, was it, like, laudanum? I don't <laughs> like, know. <laughs> that, uh, uh, the scenes with Blossom did feel like uh-huh. they, they stood out as not going with, like, the, the endearing cuteness of the rest of the movie. Yes, yeah. I feel like Blossom was... Just Mr. Prune's, like, drug dealer. <laughs> I think that Blossom was, like, a Twin Peaks character. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he was the tall man from <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. He just kept showing up in this otherwise... Yes, yeah, instead of movie. instead of the tall man from Twin Peaks who shows up and, like, gives prophetic advice uh, to people, he just, like, he just shows up. He's he's the chaotic, the evil version of yeah, the Yeah, his of the motivations and character development are really unclear. <laughs> I yeah I don't I don't think he has any character. He strikes development. me as like not even fully human. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a he's like maybe this is just another one where Santa has to fight the devil. But in this one, <laughs> the devil is, is blossom. blossom. Yeah, 
I, I want to think of like Blossom's origin story is like um, Blossom is Dorian Gray after the painting gets destroyed, <laughs> and so and that's what he he runs away and just becomes like this uh, this this weird chaos element. What in, if like in this angry man's life, Baby Prune did something to make young man Blossom upset, okay. and this whole thing is a revenge arc. This is a Count of Monte Cristo tale. So that Blossom is sabotaging Phineas T. Prune's life by making him do all this mean stuff to Santa because mm. Blossom doesn't like Prune. Or what about this? Okay. So Phineas T. Prune did something to, to hurt or offend Blossom, like, like you said. Now, under Blossom's bed is a locked footlocker. Inside the footlocker is a sailboat. From Santa <laughs> get, yeah, there to you Phineas T. There Brown. you go. There you go. Blossom had uh, stolen the original sailboat. Perfect. And uh, well, that's kind of like that fits with my story. That's not mm-hmm. even an unless. That's that's, that's, that's true. Part of yeah. it. Yeah. And then and then has is pulling the strings. Blossom went up to the North Pole and 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 as a child and I guess through the postcard that prune sent to Santa. There's a there's a lot here to unpack. Does anyone else? in the film acknowledge Blossom other than Mr. Prune. <laughs> this is also a is possibility. Is it kind of a sixth sense sort of thing going it, yeah, on? Yeah, it could be. It could be like this is just like Mr. Prune's like it's like his anti-conscience mm-hmm. like instead of, you know, because imagine instead of this old undead butler like giving him medicine in his apartment as he's lamenting. He's just drinking. He's alone. just sitting there drinking alone in his uh in his little mansion. Hooey, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. Like instead of he, him and Blossom sneaking through the department store doing their little prank together, it's just Mr. Prune spraying some like powder on children. <laughs> Well, I think that's a great mm-hmm. note in the recap on. That's <laughs> true. We look at letters. Uh, well, I did. Uh, I did have two other things that I wrote down um, about this that I wanted to mention. Um, the the band in between did play the Patrick Swayze Christmas song, mm. um, and uh, there's also a riff um, when Mrs. Claus shows up. Uh, they say, "Turn around, dearie, and show him your larboard side," <laughs> which is a. Uh, it's a line, and this is going to be a deep cut. It's a that is a line that one of the pirates from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland says. Wow. Uh huh. I uh, I laughed at it because it's just funny. Anyway, it sounds mm-hmm. silly, but you yeah. laughed really hard, so I thought there was probably a story. Yes. Behind yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a part of and I don't know if this still exists in the ride because as I'm about to recap it, I'm discovering how problematic it is. There's a part of the ride where um there are uh a a line of of women and the pirates are auctioning these women to each other i think and uh the one who is being currently auctioned is a uh a very large woman and the the one next in line is is a very traditionally attractive woman, and so the turn around, dearie, show them your larboard side is a thing that the auctioneer pirate is saying about the larger woman, uh, while the other pirates are oogling the other one. And it, yeah, it is gross now to, to yeah, think about. Yeah, it's um, a problematic. But that's yeah. where that line came from. Well, I made that joke. All right, so we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, we usually reach out and say, hey, tell us your thoughts about this movie, but we haven't been great about doing that. I'm going to start, like, uh, maybe, uh, like, I think we can schedule posts or something. That seems like it's it's easier. Cause oh, the, yeah. yeah. That's um, a good idea. But uh, so we, I want to introduce a new segment after this. But uh, the first one... Um, Uh, You know, big, big shout out to our friend Steve, um, who, despite the fact that we never actually uh, or we very rarely ask for um, or give people the opportunity to give us thoughts on what the next upcoming movie is. Steve just takes the initiative upon himself and does that. Um, 
So he says, uh, I wasn't really in love with this one. Riffleworld Christmas movies are usually the at the least earnest in bright. This was very Tim Burton in a bad way. Mm. Tim Burton without Depp. Mm. I mean, it's fair. It was there were some very Tim Burton esque elements to it. Yeah, I mean, like despite all of our praise, I still wouldn't say it was like a good movie. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't Mighty Jack. Uh, it also annoys me that we didn't get closure on Blossom. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. I hope that the twist would be Blossom and the medicine would be behind this. Instead, we got a very cliched quote twist. Uh-huh. Uh, this was all monochrome poverty and a depressed Santa. I don't think it gave them a ton to riff on. I did enjoy the callback to the Thunderdome sketch. Oh. So thank you, Steve, for writing in. Um, yes, I. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that. Uh, right on all accounts on this i agree with, with steve on this yes um so i, I do want to introduce a new segment it's called corrections <laughs> <laughs> oh great yeah and we don't usually fact check ourselves up here uh, in space um but i think there are some times where when when our listeners correct us about things um that we want to uh you know just mention that um so Steve did reply uh, to our last episode, Tormented, um, where we were uh, talking about what makes things kosher. Um, and he corrected us and says, kosher isn't rabbi's blessing stuff. Oh. And then a sigh emoji. I did look it up. And yes, it is not. I, our apologies. I feel like maybe... I realized just very recently that some of my Jewish friends had been trolling me and telling me that uh, that's what kosher was. And to up until now, when actually researching it myself, I believed them. Yeah. Um, but thank you for correcting us on that, Steve. So, um, uh, again, that's facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. If you do have uh, thoughts or, uh, you know, um, any feedback any corrections uh that we uh you want to uh, send our way uh please do you can shoot us a message we're going to uh put out some some posts for people to uh comment about upcoming recordings things like that so and it's also just like a really cool community of people uh that just kind of hang out there so um yeah uh, facebook.com slash gizmonic institute radio Renee, do you have any uh, any final thoughts? I'm just wondering if Whipple's the one who sings, too. Mr. Tripp. Oh, like it's his singing voice? Yeah. It might be. I don't know. I feel like it kind of sounds like Baby Whipple. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Whipple. I mean, you, I'm sure that as a, as a children's television you host have, you have to you sing. yeah you have to have some sort of Those ability kids will to tear sing. you to yeah. freaking pieces you can't, if you don't sing yeah you can't be jonathan the elf foreman and just shout rap <laughs> at children <laughs> about how to tie their shoes or you know how to eat you know, spaghetti correctly or whatever kids shows sing about these you days you want to in the audio log or the this portion of the audio log together by mm-hmm. saying Whipple at the same time? Whipple. Okay, well, let me uh, say that this has been the audio log for season 11, episode 13, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. Whipple! Whipple. Okay, Renee, how bad do you want that polar bear shirt? I want that polar bear shirt real bad. Okay. Um, Just give him the blood. Give him the blood. I'm not going to give him... What are we going to do with it? Drink it? I mean, I drank some already. It's not any good. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't taste that great. Um, Renee. Yes. Come on. So Come on. the polar bear shirts, how much money in odd bucks? Ten odd bucks. Oh, uh, ten. There's oh, ten. ten. Okay. And look, that's the going rate. Now, you want to negotiate, I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Every five minutes from now, it goes up another five odd bucks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, wait a let's, minute. Uh, Let's keep negotiating. Oh wait, the price I own goes the market, up. So I set the oh, rates. I see. see. Okay, okay, I see. The, so the price of the shirts. Go, I thought you meant the amount that you're willing yeah, to I pay. Yeah, I thought you were gonna give up. us more odd bucks. Oh hell no! The, mm. the, the price of the shirt goes up by five odd ah. bucks, and I'm gonna tell you right now, okay? The bulls or the bears probably aren't gonna win in that nope. amount of time. So Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think that means you know your your stock is bad okay well but i do still have the blood so that is yes yeah 
So every time the, the polar bear shirt price goes up, I think I'm going to smear a little bit of this blood on Trebus's gums. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm into that. I'm not going to lie. I know you are. Yeah. Anytime there's blood, you're always like smeared on my gums. I mean, as long as, I, as, long as I've got that sap, you know, as long as the marsh is mm-hmm. going to give me yep. that sap. Yeah. No, I mean, it, uh, you, you are wearing. All, smear blood all over me. Yeah, you're wearing that shirt that says, Dr. Odd, curse me with teeth. Please smear blood on my gums. Yeah, so, I knew that was a mistake giving him that yeah. one. <laughs> I'm going to wrap my arm around your neck and uh, hold this gun to your head. Where'd you get that gun? Let's not talk about that. Let's okay. talk about this. Okay. Uh, I don't want to do this to you. What are you going to do? I don't want to kill my only space companion. I like Sorry, where this Trebus. is going right now. <laughs> Sorry, Trebus. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't no want to kill my I'm just, I'm just going to get back to my sapping. <laughs> okay. I don't want to kill my only real space companion. Mm-hmm. We've become friends. We've bonded a lot. But I need that polar bear shirt. I, I and I'm going to get it for you. You just need to. I'm I want a shirt the too. Barrel just a little bit closer to your face. I'm not going to just let all of Richard Blant- Branson's remaining blood go to Doctor Odd for a single T-shirt. Uh, I, I think need you should. T-shirts. I think you should because <laughs> look. What? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. What else do you want? You want right. to go another T-shirt? Okay. I, I I also want another T-shirt. So I've got a second gun here, and I'm going to point it at the hologram mm. of Doctor Odd. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> that, I mean, it's terrifying, isn't it? Uh. Okay. Let's see. Anti up, Mister. Hang on. I'm going to get out Odd my negotiation sir. book. I have this book. Oh wow. Get this out. See, I told you he's got the book. Uh, See, this is why okay, this is why okay, he has the advantage. Okay. He has a book. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After studying my guide, yeah, I have a, I have a counter. I would like to make. It says here. So, I'm willing to give you guys a counter. A, <gasps> a Formica countertop. Oh wow! Okay. You can do was... with it as you wish. I did. I was thinking one of those little things that the umpires have to keep track of numbers of stuff. But uh, I can do that too. Yeah, I've got those. Mm. We've got a bunch of those I because we would we would click them every time uh-huh. a kid would barf in the ball pit. Ah. And okay. once it got to fifty, then yes. it was time to clean it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you just rebranded it as like the uh, right, the gun level the hologram. We tried. Yeah, vo- we tried. <laughs> Yeah. The gun level at the hologram is now also pointing at Jeff. Okay. And now they're both pointing at you. Um, because you want that countertop. And Wait, I still want a t-shirt question. out of Where do all these guns yeah. keep coming from? I, <laughs> That's what I want to know, too. Well, I... Uh, Renee, I'll tell you right Wait, now. Were those, on, were those on Richard Branson's ship? I will ship? give you 20 odd bucks for one of those guns. Oh, here, right now. Here you go. I, all right, I'll put him in the, the tube. Hell there yes. Oh, yeah, okay, well... Um, Twenty odd bucks. I'm buying the right, polar bear shirt. business with you. Would you like? Give me that. Would you like a, the, Would you like the Macho Man polar bear shirt as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the only yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes have gone by, so the price has gone up slightly. It is now thirty odd bucks. Ah, my last gun appointed it, Jeff. Oh wait, I thought you put both of them in. There. I had three. Oh gosh. Holy Why did Richard cow, Branson bring so many guns to space? I don't know. Well, that's just his way. That seems like a... What was he expecting to... Well, I guess, okay. If he was expecting to find us up here, I think bringing three guns to space is probably a good idea. Yeah, Jeff, probably. you got to give him that blood. Mm. I'm, I'm so close to that polar bear shirt, I can actually taste the cotton. How can, now how can, how can Trebus get in on one of those... One of them pistols? Well, I mean, I had three, so... I got, this I got enemies! Travis, <laughs> oh. can you hook me up with that shirt? I mean, the the one I'm wearing? No, I mean that one's really cool. It's got a leopard with sunglasses, and it says "Cheat Who." That's, <laughs> that's yeah, it's a that's cool right. shirt. So. Listen, I can do the shirt. I can do the shirt. You cannot take my pit viper sunglasses, though. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are cool sunglasses. But Trebus want- needs Trebus needs heat. Mm-hmm. Trebus, I got enemies. The weirdest part is Richard Branson did bring three guns and ten pairs of Pit Viper sunglasses to space with him. Mm-hmm. I think that is that his is, standard travel pack. That's just, that's just he's got it's his bug out. A lot bag. of people don't know that that same setup is actually under the, all the seats on every Virgin flight. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's what they mean by it could be used as a flotation device. Because yep. mm-hmm. guns float. Yeah, gun, three guns, ten pit viper sunglasses, a bag of Orville Redenbacher popcorn, and Jungle Book for for Game Boy. All right. Trevis, that's the Yep, Richard Branson bug out bag. You can have this mighty fine pistol. Oh, if you yes. Give me that Trevis is back. Uh, Let me tell you something. Trevis is going to be deep in sap tonight. Because when that Martians come realize. in, I'm going to pull out this gat. I'm going to say, yeah, <laughs> you ain't pushing Trevis around no more. Uh-oh. So, well, hey, okay, wait. I, this uh, shirt has a bunch of holes in it where the branches go through. Well, that's I mean, not that my was, problem. Sorry, that was obvious sales, while he was wearing it. Final. I didn't think yeah. about it. I kind of thought it'd be like a video game where when you put on a clothes, it kind of fits. Why would you, you think the Trevis would give you a good deal on anything? That is insane. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about myself. I mean, Jeff, I'm sorry I threatened to kill you like five times today. Well, and you also did give Trebus a gun, and you know he's just going to steal that shirt back from you. Can I get a hug? You gave... You, no. You <laughs> I gave, want to skip past the reconciliation part. <laughs> get straight to the hug. You just, you just want forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, no. Uh, anyway, it's time for us yeah. to start talking about a little you know, problem, and that is how you guys are going to continue to pay for the oxygen that I pump into your spaceship. Oh, no. Hmm. Well, you can't turn it off, right? I notice I your little yeah. light in the odd box right now. <laughs> well, well, good news for me is, uh, oh, what's this here? Oh, Richard Branson's pinky. What? Oh, <laughs> interesting. I need that. Oh. I need that. Oh, do you? I need that. Huh. Oh, and what's that? Oh, you still haven't gotten any of his actual blood either. Hmm. Uh, what do you say? Did I mention the countertop? Uh, no, you mentioned the countertop. I can't, oh, I can't breathe book, the countertop. This book is no good. Yeah. No, I can't breathe the countertop, but you know what I can breathe? Fine. Unlimited oxygen. Fine. Okay. Oh, he said fine. Well, yeah. we get in limited oxygen. Okay. Sweet. All right. Cool. Well, I'm putting the pinky, and I guess, uh, well, what, what do we have? Renee, can I borrow one of your uh, water bottles? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, scoop it up, whatever. Some, no, yeah, no, no issue with contaminants. This is Richard Branson no. we're talking about. Just go ahead and just pour it in there. It's partly Renee and partly Branson. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what's, I can't go wrong. Let's what's the worst down. that can happen? Yeah. Um, okay. Here you go. Perfect. And all right. So we've gotten. See, this is what I was talking about with the free market, Renee. Yeah, I gave away three pistols today, and I have one shirt full of holes. Uh huh. But I gave away someone else's blood and got us unlimited oxygen. I don't like this. Well, wait a second. Wait. Yes. I've been ripped off. Oh, well, uh, what, what do you mean? This isn't Richard Branson's blood. This is one of the brothers from the band Hanson. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. I can't believe it. I've been bopped again. Now the virgin spacesuit makes sense. Oh.